readers, welcome to Your Bookstore Besties. We're your hosts, Rachel and Becky, best friends who met while working at an indie bookstore. We love chatting about all things books, and we're so happy that you joined today. Hi guys, welcome back to Your Bookstore Besties. I'm Becky. And I'm Rachel. Hi, Rachel. (laughs) Hi, Becky. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I think we're going to talk about some exciting stuff today. Hopefully interesting mm-hmm. because it's kind of one of those podcasts that's not super planned, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> What's your fun fact? Oh, okay. So my fun fact, and this is a fun fact that if you have any kids in the room, I would I would tell them to, I would just mute your audio or I'll mute their... <laughs> um so this is about santa claus okay um so i actually found out that santa claus santa claus santa claus santa claus Claus wasn't real in like kindergarten (gasps) oh my god which is like really early right like i feel like Uh most kids believe until they're like fourth or fifth grade like minimum Uh um but i figured it out i don't remember i don't remember how i was just asking my mom like my burning questions i was like how does he get to everyone's house there's not enough time like how is this possible and um so she finally fessed up to me she was like (gasps) yeah you're right you know he's not real but don't ruin it for the other kids and i was like okay okay i won't and i and i stuck i stuck to that i didn't tell any of the kids i didn't ruin their fun but uh yeah i found out super early because i'm just a little girl genius that's my fun fact. <laughs> um, that's funny because my parents told us from a very young age that there was no Santa Claus. So, <laughs> my parents oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I I never believed in Santa. Um, huh. But anyways, okay. I, yeah. Um, my fun fact is that I just started this new workout called Hot Works, and you basically are in a sauna, like an infrared sauna, but you're by yourself and you're watching a video. So I've been doing like Pilates and yoga in like this wooden box in the sauna and it's been very relaxing and I like it a lot and I highly recommend it. (laughs) Oh, well, I don't like being hot though. Well, then you would hate it. (laughs) Yeah, I think I would. It's definitely like at 120 degrees. No, absolutely not. No, you wouldn't, you couldn't pay me to get in that box. But it's a dry heat, so it's different. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) <laughs> sounds absolutely awful okay um all right so what are you reading becky let's talk a little bit about what we're reading and for you what you finished now rachel is still in a reading slump i know mm-hmm. everyone boo everyone oh, boo it happens Whatever. to the best of us um but tell me tell me what you finished and what you're reading um well i've been reading like a lot like more than i usually do um i just finished four books and they're all ones that I really like and I really want to talk about. So okay. um, the one I most recently finished is called Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson. Oh. Um, and it's basically like a multi-generational um, tale about – it starts off uh, with two estranged adult siblings who – um, after the death of their mother, they're basically their lawyer forces them to watch a video of their mother telling them a family secret. And the mystery of the family secret is unfolding across 50 years and multi-continental. It starts off in the Caribbean. The, the family's originally from um, the Caribbean. And so it's like part mystery, part historical fiction, you know, full of these family dynamics and um, basically like the secrets we keep to protect those we love. And so 
Um, There's like a lot of point of views, multiple POV um, in this, in the story. So there's, um, and you're like, okay, who is this person? And you feel, obviously you eventually find out, but some people like come out of left field and you're like, who is this person? What do they have to do with the story? But it all basically comes together. And there's this motif of a black cake and black cake is a, um, a very traditional, um, I guess like a rum cake that is popular in the West Indies or sorry, they even talk about the book. That's the Caribbean. The West Indies is an old word, but the Caribbean. Um, and it's this like rum filled cake that they ate there. And all of these characters have some sort of connection to, or some sort of story with a black cake that they they're eating or they've made. So, um, really interesting, made me really hungry, but um, it's funny because <laughs> I was, I was listening to this book at work, uh, on the audio and I was like, it was like towards the end of the book, getting to the climax of it. And I was just like, don't cry, Becky. You can't cry at work. You're at your desk because oh, it was just no. making me so emotional. It was like really beautiful and was sweet and bittersweet. And um, yeah, so I really, really liked it. And I highly recommend it. It was a five-star read for me. So. Wow. Well, I've heard good things about it because it was mm-hmm. a celebrity book club pick, yes, at least. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I want to say it was Oprah, but I don't know. Probably. That sounds right. Um, okay, so for me, so I haven't finished uh, any books that I've, I haven't yet talked about, mm-hmm. but um, I'm very far into one of them that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's a name I haven't brought up in a while on the podcast, but I'm reading a Ruth Ware book. So oh, yeah, I'm reading um, The Lying Game by Ruth Ware. I'm reading it with my parents. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a little bit of a buddy read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to talk too much about it because I'm on, I'm in the camp of mystery thrillers give way too much away um Mm -hmm. in their synopsis Mm -hmm. um so it's basically about these four girls who are best friends at this boarding school and they come up with the lying game and um it's basically like and you're saying l-y-i-n-g lying not lion yeah lying sorry lying with a g Mm -hmm. um so it's basically they lie to people for fun and they like have a point system and whatever. And it takes place in that um, timeline, but also currently, which is like, I think, uh, I guess 15 years in the future, Mm -hmm. all the girls get a text from one of the girls and says, you need to come down here right now. And she still lives in the area of where the boarding school was. So you're starting to find out that there's some consequences maybe of that little game they played in boarding school. Um, So it's very good so far. We're all three enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be not including the one that's coming out in two months that would make it that I've read every Ruth Ware book mm-hmm. that she's that she's written that has been published um so yes excited to read and girly excited to read an entire author's backlist which I don't know if I've ever really done oh, to be honest wow. like an author with an extensive backlist mm-hmm. like I've read all of Andy Weir's stuff but he's only written three books yeah. and like an essay so uh-huh. does that really count I don't know I think it does it does all right. What else did you finish? Um, on your recommendation, I finished Serpent and the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent. Oh. And um, this is a fantasy book about a human woman who is adopted by the vampire king. And she decides to compete in kind of like a re- arena competition against dozens of the bravest and strongest vampires in the land to gain power in her country. Um, 
So I must confess, it was a bit of a snoozer for me until the last 50 pages. And I was telling Rachel earlier about that, but I rated it four stars purely for the last 50 pages. Like I really enjoyed those last 50 pages and I can't wait to read the second one. So (laughs) yeah, the second one just came out. So I think we talked about this Mm -hmm. the last time. Mm -hmm. Um, Very excited about that one. We should probably read it together. We should. That's a good idea. Yeah. Even though in traditional Becky and Rachel fashion, I'm going to love it and she's going to yeah, hate it. Probably. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one I'm currently reading is um, kind of similar to that one. It's called The Fall of Wrath and Ruin. And oh, this I one, to read that. This one is very exciting because this is um, Jennifer L. Armentrout's forthcoming mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not available on Edelweiss yet. So oh, we how got- did you get it? We got two hardcover, not hardcover, hard copy arcs to the Uh store, which funny, funny fact, funny story, I guess. One of them was formatted like a Word document, like it was still in (laughs) Calibri and it was like just like 11 point font. And like it was so bizarre because it was like double the thickness of the other arc, which is the one that I took because it like actually is formatted. Mm -hmm. So um, (laughs) my my coworker, Sarah, took took the one that's badly formatted. She's like, I don't care. And um, so uh, we're going to read that um, kind of at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, probably chat about it a little bit, but, um, and that's a, uh, a romanticy coming, I think September. Yeah. September 12th. It's, it's supposed to come out. And um, basically it follows this girl named Callista or they call her Cal. (laughs) Oh, shut up. They call her Cal and she has um, a perfect intuition so she can um, kind of know when people are lying. So she's kind of a spy in this kingdom um, for this powerful lord. And in exchange for his protection, she gives him information. And then one day her intuition uh, points her to save a traveling prince that has been captured mm-hmm. and um i don't want to say much more okay. but go go ahead and read the um the blurb on goodreads because it's very romanticy um i'm very excited i don't, excited have, I don't have it, it up you, you read it to me no i mean no that oh, you want me to read it out off loud the podcast okay. no. <laughs> read it in your own time okay um but that's enough for like for me you know as soon as yeah. i read that i was like yep i'm in count me yeah. in yeah. so um so that's i'm currently reading that as well and okay. i'm just getting to the part where she gets the intuition to save this prince mm-hmm. um so yes very excited how about you awesome. next up um the next one that i read was uh, a nonfiction atomic habits by james clear and um i've kind of like had my eye on this for a couple of years like it's it was always a bestseller at the bookstore that rachel and i worked at and i was like okay maybe i would like this i don't know but i had a audio copy come up from the library and it's basically a nonfiction book um it was really good and i i it's basically all about how um, his premise is that if you do like a, atomic habits, like these small things that you can do that make, you know, really big impact in the long run for whatever habit you want, like it could be, um, it could be like eating healthier or wanting to learn a new language, or I just want to be less sloppy, or it could be, it can be applied to anything. And so these like little psychological tricks that you can use and you, like do a work you know, like a, what is it called? Like a worksheet as well, which I actually think I'm going to buy a a hard copy 
um, because I think I missed some things because I really want to like do the the things that he had you do at the end of each chapter, which I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my way to work driving while I was listening to it. So I couldn't oh, no. really do any of those. So yeah, I think I'm going to buy a copy of it. But I, um, I think it could be really helpful for anybody who just is interested in learning a new habit or wanting to get better habits, basically. So yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Okay. Um, so this is the last book I'm currently reading. So I'm reading three books right now. Um, and I'm reading Clockwork Angel by Cassandra oh, right. Clare, mm-hmm. um, which uh, somewhere Athena is celebrating. Mm-hmm. I can feel it in the force. Um, but so this is a, um, a shadow hunters book and it takes place in 1878 and I'm just getting to the part where you're meeting the main characters. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't have a, a ton to say about it, but I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, basically, this is a, a dark supernatural London where um, the main character, Tessa, is trying to find her brother who is missing. She gets mm-hmm. kidnapped. She gets saved. Um, she meets these boys, Will and Jem. And... Um, I think there's going to be some conflict that is and arising. some sparks that fly, maybe. <laughs> Possibly, yes. That's what I've heard. But honestly, I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've avoided spoilers about this series, even though it's been out for 13 yeah. years, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to do that too. And okay. that's the last book that I'm currently reading. Um, I finished reading paris hilton's memoir and i think i wrote a little blurb about it on instagram so if you are on our account you (laughs) probably saw my little blurb about it but wow like it's a book i can't stop thinking about like even to this day i think i read it like two weeks ago and i just cannot stop thinking about it it's just it's so unexpected and i mean maybe if you follow her you know some of the information, but I was going into a blind, like the, you know, what I know about Paris Hilton before reading this book was I remember, I think I watched like the first episode of the simple life when it came out, the reality (laughs) show that she was in. And, you know, she was somebody like if if she was on a magazine, I would look to see, you know, maybe what, what is she wearing? You know, she's a party girl. So, you know, she's dumb. She's a dumb blonde, you know, and then she had her sex tape released and I was like, Oh, she's a stupid bimbo, you know, um, Mm -hmm. very judgmental. Um, but this really like, flipped everything that I thought I knew about her. Um, and I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but something really shocking happens to her. Like actually a lot of shocking things that like should not happen to anybody. Um, and yeah, if, if you want to learn to have compassion for somebody that you maybe didn't have any feelings for at all, I would just, I would really recommend it. It's just, it's, I feel like I've learned a lot about empathy towards her, even though like I'm very like anti-billionaire kind of person. So, you know, mm-hmm. made me realize that you know, people are neither all good or all bad. They're, they're complicated. There's gray, you know, and just, uh, yeah, I, it was really good. Um, I listened to the audiobook, So if you have access to the audiobook, I, I would recommend listening to it. I, w- I would be interested in reading it because I'm, since you're a little older than me, I didn't really watch the simple life cause it was kind of out of my age range. Sure. Yeah. But, um, I did grow up, you know, obviously lots of celebrity controversy with her. <laughs> um, obviously there was the image of her that everyone kind of had yeah so it'll be interesting to to hear but i know now that she she's like a dj she's like mm-hmm. a humanitarian she right. runs a bunch of businesses so i do know that mm-hmm. about her um so i i actually might read that one i don't read a lot of celebrity memoirs but mm-hmm. it sounds interesting yeah yeah a I good definitely. lesson in not judging people too. absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah yeah 
Um, and then I'm in the middle of, what is it called? I just, um, so I, I do a, a book box, I guess. It's called um, Caffeine and Legends. And I also do Fairy Loot. And uh, maybe that's a conversation we could do on, a, on another podcast. But I like Caffeine and Legends a lot better. It's um, uh, So I got this book called The Fairy Bargain of Prospect Hill. So I just started. So really new into it. And it's about like people on this farm who many years ago made a, a deal with a fairy. And that's how they were able to get their land. And my understanding is that there's going to be some other deals with fairies, you know, something having to do with a marriage go, going wrong or something like that. But um, it's an adult, uh, the bookish box I, that I got, it's an adult um, bookish box and you get like socks and like coffee or hot chocolate and tea and like a fun book that you don't know you're getting. So really fun. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm um, I'm in the middle of reading right now. And I'm also reading a nonfiction book, a woman who attends my church wrote um, a memoir of her journey of infertility. It's called Love Always Win, uh, Wins, One Couple's Story of Infertility, Adoption, and a Faithful God. And so I'm in the middle of reading that one, um, which has kind of been a little hard to read because it very much mirrors my my own journey <laughs> with infertility. Um, yeah. So it's it's been a little hard. Like I've had to put it down a couple times just because I'm like, yep, that's Yep, that happened to me too. <laughs> too yep, real. that's my story. Yep. So, um, so that's what I'm in the middle of reading right now. So, and oh, and then I want to tell you what I'm going to read next, and I'm very excited. So yeah. it's called Trial of the Sun Queen by Nisha J. Tooley, and um, I saw it on Instagram someone said if you like Sarah J. Mass, you'll like this book. And oh, that's so what I, they always say. They though. always do, and they <laughs> it always gets it gets me every time. And yeah, a big mistake, but. Um, I haven't started yet, but I know that there's a woman who is a slave, I think, and she runs away and finds another king to help her or something. I don't know. I don't even know. You know, I like to not know <laughs> as much as I can. I'd just be surprised by the, the fantasy book. So yeah, that's that's uh, what's going on bookishly with me. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. I have Trial of the Sun Queen as one to read. I don't know if it's because you told me about yeah, it. Yeah, no, we had a conversation about it, not on the podcast, but outside the podcast. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah. Okay. You were like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I mean, we're very, we're very similar in our taste. Yeah, not necessarily yeah. in what we like, though. Right. <laughs> Which we're is funny. Same, we're drawn to the same stuff. Yeah. So. All right. So the second part of this is is mostly going to be me, I guess. But yeah. um, we thought it would be fun for me to talk a little bit about um, our family California trip, mm-hmm. um, specifically about the bookstores that I visited while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a little bit about how I travel nowadays, um, yeah. because I work at an indie bookstore, I like to go to the popular bookstores, um, in the area, which I'm traveling to. So we went to, um, San Francisco and San Diego were our two main destinations. Um, so, so my general thing that I look for at these bookstores is one book and one bookmark. Now you can place your bets if I actually do this at every store. Um, But so basically I didn't have a list that I was looking for this time. When we went to the UK in September, I did have a list and I did have, okay, at this bookstore, I want to see this special edition or whatever. But um, because this was in the States, I didn't have that. So I just kind of went on vibes alone, just went into the bookstore and kind of looked around and picked something that, usually is on my list or caught my eye. 
So the first stop we had was in San Francisco Mm -hmm. and it was at a place called Borderlands Books. Mm -hmm. And Becky, you would love the store. It was it was tiny and it was a themed bookstore. So only had sci-fi, fantasy and mystery. Mm -hmm. So it was perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. for my taste. And um, I met the nicest bookseller there. Her name was Eleanor. And we talked for like 20 to 30 minutes Um, and it's, it was really nice to talk to her. Now, not every bookseller is going to really care (laughs) that I'm there because I usually will say, I'll try to work in like, Oh, I work at an indie, you know, where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And like some of them are like, Oh, that's cool. Your total is 1375. (laughs) (laughs) But she actually like really cared and was like, tell me about your bookstore, like this and that. And I was asking her about what it was like to be across the street from another bookstore, which is the second bookstore I went to. And we'll get to that. But, um, she was very helpful. She um, helped find a book for each of us. Um, I didn't necessarily buy her recommendations. I'm so sorry. But um, it was helpful for my mom. So my mom got a couple books based on her recommendations. My dad bought a first edition of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, wow. Wait, so Arthur they have used Clark. books too? Um, so, it, yeah, I didn't even mention. It is a used and a new bookstore. So okay. it's com- it's a combination. Um, so they have older like mass markets, like fantasy books, like from the eighties, nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked up Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as some cute knickknacks. I got a sticker that says stay up late at the book club, and it's like a cool neon nineties like club. It's by Rather Keen is the name of the sticker artist. Um, and then so this book uh, I picked up because it just came out as a movie. Um, oh, I thought it sounded familiar. Yeah. So Knock at the Cabin by M. Night Shyamalan. Mm. Um, he did it. And it was based on this book. And Paul Tremblay, okay. you've definitely heard. If you're a horror person, you've definitely heard his name. But um, so I'm just going to read the synopsis for this, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, seven-year-old Wen and her parents, Eric and Andrew, are vacationing at a remote cabin in New Hampshire, handful of miles from the Canadian border, far removed from the, from the bustle of city life, caught off from, caught, cut off from the urgent hum of cell phones and from the internet. They are more than two miles away from their closest neighbors. On a summer day, as Wen cra- catches grasshoppers in the front yard, stranger unexpectedly appears leonard is the largest man when has ever seen but he is young and friendly with a warm smile ah red flag that wins her over almost instantly leonard and when continue to talk and play until three more strangers come down the road carrying strange menacing objects oh i hate this already in a in a panic when tells leonard that she must go back inside the cabin but before she goes her new friend tells her none of what's going to happen is your fault you haven't done anything wrong, but the three of you will have to make some tough decisions. I wish with all my broken heart you didn't have to. Oh As Wen sprints away to warn her parents, Leonard calls out, Your dads won't want to let us in, Wen, but they have to. We need your help to save the world, please. Okay. So, very interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've actually never read that synopsis until now, funnily enough. I knew that I wanted to read that book based on recommendations I've seen online and I had never read the synopsis, but there you go. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, 
excellent bookstore. I loved it. I was thinking of sharing some pictures on our Instagram. Yeah, you should do it. Um, but just very cute. Um, Eleanor was a big help. And then I almost forgot. I got a second book there. Now, this was our first full day in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And we went there as soon as they opened, like 10 a.m. or something. Oh. So I also have a book here that I did not actually bring home in my suitcase because it was too big. But I was too tempted by it because it was a signed copy. And I saw it and I was like, those signed copies are kind of rare um, because I know this author doesn't sign a ton. I don't know where I've heard that, but I just think that's true. Um, but I got A Day of Fallen Night by Samantha Shannon, an oh. autographed copy. Oh, my gosh. Um, very excited about this one. It is absolutely massive. Um, yeah, as all her, all her books are like <laughs> weights. Yeah, it's just like so, so huge. Okay, so I'm going to do my best to read the synopsis. There's a lot of fantasy words in here. All right. <laughs> We're just going to – if I struggled with the last synopsis, ooh, boy, this one's going to be a struggle. Okay. Tanuva Malim is a sister of the Priory. <laughs> Stop. Stop. This is serious, Becky. Um, for 50 years, she has trained to slay worms, and none have appeared worms, W-Y-R-M. Right, okay? yeah. <laughs> Not earthworms. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but none have appeared since the Nameless One, and the younger tr- generation is starting to question the Priory's purpose. To the north, the Queendom of Innis, Sabrin the Ambitious, has married the new King of froth narrowly saving both realms from ruin their daughter glorian trails in their shadow exactly where she wants to be the dragons of the east have slept for centuries dumai has spent her life in the sikanese mountain temple trying to wake the gods from their long slumber now someone from her mother's past is coming to upend her fate when the dreadmount erupts bringing with it an age of terror and violence these women must find the strength to protect humankind from a devastating threat um, so Samantha Shannon is well known for epic fantasies with strong uh, women characters. So that alone, I was like, I'm in. Cool. Is it in the same series as the Priory of the Orange Tree? Because yes. I started to read the Priory of the Orange Tree and I yes. recognize some of those words. <laughs> it's technically a prequel. And okay. I've seen on BookTok, people actually recommend you read the prequel first, which oh, I have no say in any which way but Uh that's what i've seen people have said Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's what i got for borderlands awesome experience and then we spent so much time in borderlands we actually had to kind of rush into the next bookstore and kind of kind of pick up something and go um so right across the street literally right across the street is um booksmith um so this is on um hate and ashbury street by the way which is obviously a very famous um like neighborhood in san francisco mm-hmm. and i like i said i didn't have a ton of time in here but i did notice so i took a, a picture of their staff picks in every bookstore i went to mm-hmm. because i think it's interesting how each bookstore does it differently yeah and yeah. their staff pick shelf um had little uh photos of the bookseller in like little cute like frames that they, i guess they either made or picked out themselves because they were all very different oh send it um, to me i want to see yeah i will i will it'll be one of those that i post mm-hmm. um and yeah so i bought um the last to vanish by megan miranda there mm, um a thriller yeah, so a thriller. Now, this is one that I just finished um, The Only Survivors by Megan Miranda, so I knew that I, you know, enjoyed her. Um, and then they gave me a little free bookmark, so I didn't buy a bookmark there, but got a free bookmark. And 
I got a tote bag. So oh, I love tote bags. It was really cute. I want to post a a bookstore haul. Like oh, one you should photo do that. Yeah. It. Um. Okay. So let me read the synopsis of this okay. one. Now let's see how bad Rachel struggles with this one. <laughs> okay. Ten years ago, Abigail Lovett fell into a job she loves, managing the Passage Inn, a cozy resort nestled in the mountains of North Carolina, in a town called Cutters Pass. Tourists are drawn to the town for its outdoor offerings and proximity to the Appalachian Trail, but also for its notorious history as the last known location for six different visitors who vanished without a trace Ooh. over three decades. When journalist Landon West comes to investigate the story of the vanishing trail, then disappears himself, the town and the inn are thrust back into the spotlight. After months without any leads, Abby is shocked when West's brother, Trey, checks into the passage inn one evening. Knowing how cold the case is, Abby can't help but feel for this man. She's all too familiar with how the locals tend to close ranks to outsiders, but it isn't until Abby uncovers incriminating new evidence that she realizes how very little she knows about her coworkers and neighbors and mm. just how dangerous that is. Hmm. Sounds interesting. So, yeah, just kind of run-of-the-mill typical thriller. It just came out in paperback, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that one. Cool. Um, Booksmith was great. I wasn't there for long. Um, and that is a break in the San Francisco trip mm-hmm. because the next one we saw was later in that day. So a couple hours go by, we were on a boat, we had dinner. It was really great. And then obviously we had to stop at city lights. Uh, city lights is arguably the most famous bookstore in San Francisco. Um, they're celebrating their 70 year anniversary this year. Um, That's so a I got long a, time. I know. So they <laughs> wow. opened in 1953. Um, Fun fact about City Lights, it was apparently the nation's first all paperback bookstore. Um, obviously, they don't only sell paperbacks anymore. <laughs> they now have a mixture. Hmm. But um, but yeah, it was you could feel that it was a historic place when you were there. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can like a pretty building. It. It's it's not even a pretty building. You could just tell it was like it had so much history like on all around the top of the walls, like it was a two-story or three-story building. There was like newspapers and like signs about like literacy and history. Oh. And it was just like a really cool, it, you, you could feel like you were standing in a yeah. historic landmark. Um, for some reason, I was drawn to the classic section. So I actually got a classic and it's a classic I don't own. And I've never read, and I'm not going to read the synopsis because you should know the synopsis by now. <laughs> Is it Pride and Prejudice? No. It's Dracula. <sighs> Ooh, okay. Yeah. And I want to read the ISBN from this one because it's a cool edition. It's actually a, a Penguin paperback deluxe edition. So oh. uh, you should post that cool too. I want to see it. <laughs> This is yeah. just going to be, oh, post that. I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see it all. It sounds cool. <clears throat> okay. ISBN is 978-014. Three one zero six one six six. So, if you want to look that up, it's cool. It's like a cool local, not local artist, but um, renowned fashion illustrator Ruben Toledo. Oh, sure. Um, so then I got some postcards. Um, there's a postcard picture of Bob Donlin, Neil Cassidy, Allen Ginsberg, Robert Levin, and Lawrence Ferlinghetti. San Francisco, 1956, outside the bookstore. Oh, wow. um, and then they gave me some 
cool free bookmarks and they had a dog there and we almost got harassed outside it was really nice no (laughs) by a by someone who was probably strung out yeah a little bit uh my it's funny because we were standing out there waiting for like to figure out where we're going and my mom was like okay let's go moving right along and i was like mom what is it my dad was like what's up (laughs) and uh turns out there was someone who's like moving closely to me when my back was turned oh (laughs) so she she, uh moved us right along yeah Okay, so um, so that was good. That was San Francisco bookstores. Um, and then my last bookstore um, was in San Diego. So I had other bookstores I want to go to, but we spent time with friends in San Diego. So yeah. I didn't want to be dragging them all around right, right. God's given earth uh, mm-hmm. with the destination of only bookstores in mind. Um, so we went to Warwick's, which is in La Jolla, um so right outside of san diego a beautiful area one of my favorite areas i've ever been honestly i've been there twice um just a lot of little shops and it's a little village and stuff but warwick's is um i don't know where i heard this but apparently it's the oldest family run independent bookstore in the u.s oh my gosh how old are we talking Um, you know that's a great question let me look it up (laughs) i don't know um Warwick's books. It sounds very British. Um, oh, it it's because it's in the title. Oh, since 1896. Oh wow, that's cool. um and on the um on the top of the bookstore inside it says independent minds need independent bookstores, mm-hmm. um which I think is really beautiful and it's half like gift shop, half mm-hmm. bookstore. So a lot of like a lot of book related. Um, yeah stuff and so anyways i got um a beautiful wooden bookmark that says la jolla and it has a little sea lion and her pup on her back um that's adorable and then i got a hand-blown glass marble Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, i know it's just random and then they gave me a little bookmark and then i bought clara and the sun by kazuo Mm -hmm. ishiguro Mm -hmm. um who i wanted to I wanted to read this for a while. Quickly, the synopsis. From her place in the store, Clara, an artificial friend with outstanding observational qualities, watches carefully the behavior of those who come into browse and of those who pass in the street outside. She remains hopeful a customer will soon choose her. But when the possibility emerges that her circumstances may change forever, Clara is warned not to invest too much in the promises of humans. In Clara and the Sun... The author looks at our rapidly changing modern world through the eyes of an unforgettable narrator to explore f- to explore a fundamental question. What does it mean to love? Hmm. So overall, I would say fantastic bookstores yeah. I visited on vacation. Um, I'll be sure to share photos, but it's m- one of my new favorite things is hitting bookstores on the way. I um, love that. That's a great tradition. So so yeah. And speaking of independent bookstores, this Saturday is Independent Bookstore Day. Is that yeah. how they're calling it? Um, so if you have one near you, you should definitely go visit one and buy a cute book and maybe ask one of the booksellers uh, their recommendation because they love to give it. We can speak speak to that. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. And one so, last thing that we wanted yeah. to say before we close is we are doing an, an Instagram giveaway over on our Instagram account. Um, we are, we, as we mentioned last week, we're reading Little Women 
Um, and in a month, we're going to discuss it on the podcast, but we are giving away a really cute copy over on Instagram. So join, go on Instagram and do all the thing it's, things it says. I think it's like, like our account, share it, tag somebody, something like that. The post says it. So you should definitely do that because we are drawing it, uh, the winner this Saturday. Um, so this podcast will go out live Friday and then the next day. So you have, you have a day to participate and, uh, get in for that drawing. But, uh, yeah, that's all I have. Yeah. So thanks for listening to me ramble Thank about you. my travels. Um, oh. Let us know if you're interested in any of the books I talked about picking up or mm-hmm. any of the books we're currently reading or finished. Yeah. Let um, us know. Yeah. Thanks. All for right, listening. guys. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at your bookstore besties. Please like, share, and subscribe so more people can listen. Have a beautifully bookish day.